Welcome to the Mindful Divine Podcast with your host, Shana Bianchi. As a certified Reiki energy worker, a hypnosis therapist, author, and motivational speaker, I like to consider myself a mindful healer. I designed this podcast to give you a method to manifesting in order to transform your life and welcome the things you not only want, but deserve. Whether you're into alternative wellness or simply want to learn to be more mindful in your daily routine, I will equip you with tools, practices, and spiritual wisdom to align with your dream life. I'm here to remind you that there is more light within, and the power to beginning your inner journey starts right now. I recently took a workshop through Mind Valley on money mindset, and I was so interested in the content I wanted to share it with you this week. The workshop was led by Ken Honda, author of over 50 books, including Happy Money. He's a Japanese financial expert who trains professionals for no less than $30,000 just for a few months of support. Ken was mentored by the famed Wahei Takeda, who is known as the Warren Buffett of Japan. And by the way, did you know that Japan has more millionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world? It's pretty impressive. So the workshop talked a lot about targeting the money wounds embedded in your brain, which are similar to limiting beliefs that your mind holds on to. By releasing these beliefs, you'll shift your money mindset and uncover secrets from some of the world's wealthiest people. Get ready to get abundance on demand by restructuring your money mindset and finding peace with money. As you look at your relationships with money, your life will shift. And as you heal your money wounds, your whole outlook on life will change. You'll have better sleep, relationships, and finances. Once your belief system changes, your life will change. You'll be able to trust life more and do what you want and need. You can take risks, which really is just following your heart and intuition. It all starts with transforming your mind. So get ready to start your new money life today. I also quickly want to say thank you so much for listening to the show, posting about it on social and reviewing it on iTunes. If you're liking the show, pause the episode right now, go leave a quick review. It means a ton to me and to the other listeners to receive your feedback. And as always, don't forget to stay mindful and divine. Throughout this episode, you will start to understand and unlock your capacity to receive money, use your money to its fullest potential, and channel your money towards the people and goals you believe in. You'll start to understand money EQ, your relationships, and how it's affecting you in unexpected ways. We'll discuss the significance of gratitude and an ancient Japanese art of mastering your money. Plus, you'll see what hidden financial hangups, beliefs, and models of reality that have held you back throughout your life as you get clear on the real reasons wealth is important to you in order to welcome abundance and shift your money mindset. Forgiveness for the past can be a fortune for the future. It's important to look at past pain and resentment that's silently dragging down your financial success in the present. 
a lot of our beliefs of money that take place are rooted in the house we grew up in. Our parents' wounds and our younger wounds become our current wounds. Lucky us. How your parents viewed money when you were a child can be how you view money now. How did your parents view money when you were a kid? How did they talk about it? Did they say or imply that rich people were mean, bad, or selfish? Did people who have little money try to take from those who worked harder for their money, thus making them less deserving? Did you come from a family that said you needed to be careful with money or beware where you put it? Did you hear your parents always saying, we don't have enough money for this or that? I found that we need to recognize the knowledge and doses like this. I call it micro-learning. So today we'll be micro-learning about our money mindset. Throughout the exercises today, you'll learn why you may not have the bank account that you want, or maybe you're in debt because you don't have the right mentors to teach you about money. For most, our mentors are our parents or guardians, but remember that they have their own wounds too from their own childhood and their own life experiences. We're not taught the skills to acknowledge and heal these wounds growing up, but it's important to learn them now because it's never too late for your shift. For my money wounds, for example, I'm reminded of my childhood. My dad would have to output money. He would always be really cranky and angry when it was that time of month to pay bills. He'd be visibly upset. And as a young girl, my thought pattern was this. Well, money and paying out money makes you mad and upset. So to be happy, I must get, make, and keep my money. My fear of having too little became an obsession as I got older to strive to always make more and do more, thus leading to professional burnout and emotional fatigue. I now understand that I can remove the imprints and wounds of money from my family and instead make my own new imprints. Maybe try to interview your parents, grandparents, or whoever raised you and ask them their views on money, both when they were a kid and now, and then try to draw comparisons to see if you fall into the same patterns and beliefs. See, money is energy. It's an exchange of energy. You can decide if you want it to be a good exchange or a bad exchange. If you want to get angry when it goes out, that's your choice emotionally. If you want to be grateful when it goes out, that's also your choice. IQ, as we know, has to do with intelligence. And you may have heard of EQ, connecting to emotional intelligence. It's important to know that EQ also pertains to money since, as we just learned, money is energy. The methodology for money EQ will transform your relationship with money and skyrocket your success in life. It's a proven process that countless people across the world have already benefited from too. A high money IQ, meaning the hard skills of money like saving and investing, it can help you grow your money in the short term, yes, but without a high money EQ, your relationship with money, you will never achieve lasting wealth or peace of mind with your money. Welcome to Method to Manifesting 101, a guidance segment providing you with specific tools and spiritual hacks to put mindfulness and manifestation into practice. As much as we want it, we are either afraid of money or obsessed with money. Why is it that when we need to make a decision to buy something like a car or a house, we feel like we can't make any mistakes? We're almost paralyzed in fear. 
It's because we don't have a good relationship with money and we aren't accepting the input and output of the energy itself. There are three systematic models or money types that people fall into, often taken from when you were a kid, and they stick to you like glue as the adult that you are today. When you can identify your money EQ type, it'll help you see where your money blocks may be, and when you recognize those blocks, you can clear them. Okay, so the three money types are control, indifferent, and fear. So let's get into that a little bit. The control money type, that's someone who wants to control everything and save money, make money, and increase it. Doers, anxiety-ridden sometimes, and often didn't come from a home that had money or came from a home that had lots of money but were really unhappy and disconnected from one another. So they want to control the amount that they bring in in order to control their happiness or emotions. They might have thought if they had more money, they could be happier or avoid pain or escape suffering. Statements that may resonate with the control money type are, I spend a lot of time thinking about what I will do with my money. Save it, earn it, spend it. I would like more money in my life and I have many plans for what I would do with it. I'm happier when I'm actively doing something to change my finances. The indifferent money type. Often school teachers, homemakers, volunteer workers, they don't really care about money. They don't know how to manage it. So they often do good, meaningful work in the world, but can be broke or make less money than what they should be making. They were often brought up in a nice or okay middle-class home, given what they need with good presents. So they're kind of indifferent. They don't really have to worry about it much. Statements that may resonate with the indifferent money type are, I'm generally not motivated by money. I'm not making what I should, but I'm helping, so it's okay. Or I don't spend much time thinking about money. The fear money type. They're afraid, judge, or try to run away from money. They often think people who have lots of money are dirty or evil people, and people who have it are bad, or had to step on others to make it to the top. They're often afraid, freeze, or try to run away from systems, hippie types, or anti-rule followers, and they don't want to have anything to do with money, although they still likely complain about not having enough. Statements that may resonate with the fear money type are, I spend a lot of time worrying about money. I often find myself frozen when it comes to making financial decisions. I will often ignore my bills or finances or keep my money at a distance. It's also important to remember that you can have more than one money type. I'm sort of a mix of control and fear, but control is more dominant for me. Now that I recognize that, I can understand when I receive or spend money, how I feel about it, and how I can create my own financial freedom. Think about what money type you are and say out loud, I am not my past money wounds. As of today, I am lovingly healing my relationship with money and welcoming it with positive energy, flow, and gratitude. It's important to look to various stories and ancient rituals of years past. This is a segment called Ancient Ancestors and will help us learn from cultures, myths, and those who came before us. Arigato is a Japanese word meaning thank you. 
it directly translates to something being impossible or difficult. And to explain why this is, arigato is used to address a thank you to the person who has done something impossible for you. You'll find traces of the word arigato as far back as 794 to 1192 in the Heian period, and you can even find it in the pillow book, also known as Makura no Soshi. The pillow book is comprised of a bunch of entries written by court lady Sei Shanagan. It was finished in 1002, and Shanagan included excerpts of musings and bits of her life, poems, quotes, passages, bits, essays, etc., she also happened to write down arigata kimono, which expressed some sentiments that she found hard to exist in this world. The word would later evolve with the widespread religion of Buddhism in Japan. People connected arigato with the idea of gratefulness of the blessings given by Buddha. To this day, this is still the way that people perceive the gratitude behind arigato. It's no secret that words have power. Feel free to head back to episode two to listen to the reality of words for a bit more context there. But the spiritual power of words is also a biggie in the Japanese language and culture. Japan has a traditional philosophy called Kotodama. People in ancient times referred to Japan as the country where the Kotodama brings happiness. The idea still holds true today. Gratitude and thanks bring about happiness. And with that, I want to tell you a secret happy technique. It's used by billionaires worldwide. It's called the arigato technique. Years ago, Takeda, remember the Warren Buffett of Japan, was asked, what is the secret to wealth? To which he replied, there is only one secret, arigato your money and smile. So we now know that arigato means thank you in Japanese. And Takeda said the number one secret to wealth is by saying thank you. You might be thinking, wait, that's it? That can't be it. Takeda's a billionaire. How is this the most important secret? But when was the last time that you thanked your money, if ever? Can this method be that simple? And the short answer is yes. When the money comes in, you must appreciate it. When the money goes out, you must also appreciate it. By thanking the money output and input, you are recognizing the appreciation and gratitude of it, and also the circular flow of the money itself, thus making it happy money. Arigato in, arigato out. So here's the trick to the Japanese art of mastering your money. Say out loud, thank you to the check or money, whatever you get, and when you spend money with your credit card online or at the store, or you write a check for your rent or your mortgage or bills, also say out loud, thank you, and direct it at the money. You can say it in any language. It doesn't really matter. And the universe picks up on the energy of the gratitude. But when you do say it, try to say it out loud if you can. If you're really in a place where you can't, just be sure to say it in your head. By using the arigato technique, you are blessing the money and the next person, and the next person. Imagine the journey of the money. Think about when you pay for food at the store. It goes to the farmer who made it, the cashier's hourly wage, the rent or the electricity to have that store down the street from you. The money energy is something that connects all of it, and we never even think about it. If the energy is not appreciated, it will not flow and become stagnant. This way, it becomes something called circular money. 
it will flow all around you and you'll realize that you can access it at any time. It becomes easily accessible because there is a constant flow of money as if you were breathing it. It's such a healthy mental model. This will attract new opportunities and levels of money and financial abundance for you. The technique is simple, but the results are profound. Others will do it back and reflect it to you too, if we're all appreciative of the money. The mental models from our past could have been holding you back, but now you've recognized them and cleared them. And with the Arigato technique, you will begin to welcome miracles into your life. Welcome to Mindful and Metaphysical, a segment where we will delve into a wild theory, concept, scientific breakthrough, or idea that will help you see the world and our reality through a different lens. Okay, so we now know that we must clear the money myths and shift our mindset, and we've learned that thanking your money with the Arigato technique is the secret to welcoming more of it as we recognize the circular pattern of the energy of money. Now I want you to think about your money mindset. I want you to think money is air. Now say it out loud. Money is air. It's an easier concept for our generation to think about, right? Money is air. We use Apple cards, Venmo, and we text people money. We rarely have cash or coins, and we've leaned on plastic for years now. So it's not like we have to feel tied or connected to a dollar in our bank account. If we can imagine a room with plentiful air, could we imagine an account with plentiful funds? I'm going to tell you right now, yes, you can. According to Wahei Takeda and Ken Honda, there are three levels of money. I like to think of these levels like something that you can graduate through. So the first, money is like ice. You will not move through it or get more of it if you fight it. The second, money is like a river. You can feel comfortable on it, but it could carry you away or float by you. And the third, if you go to the highest level and graduate to the highest level, money is like air. You don't even know that you're breathing it because it's everywhere, all around you, ever abundant. Think of it this way. We don't wake up in the morning thinking, is there going to be enough air for me to breathe today? Because it's ever flowing and all around us. Try to think of money that way. You may never feel rich until you shift your mindset around money to the mental model. If you level up and think of the energy of money like air, then the money will come like air. Say it right now with me. The money I need flows to me whenever I need it. The money I need flows to me whenever I need it. Feel free to say that out loud as often as you need throughout the day and even try to journal it when you can. I will say, Money energy can't be selfish either. You can't be like, I want a million dollars to help myself and sit on a vat of gold while eating truffles and drinking champagne. Think about money, why you feel like you need it, and who or what it can help. Remember the importance of having a servant's heart and how you can be a living example of altruism. There was a fascinating discovery revealed after Ken interviewed over 12,000 self-made millionaires in his home country of Japan. While many of these millionaires had more than enough cash in their bank accounts, some of them still didn't feel financially secure. Keep in mind, some of them were multi-millionaires. 
Some even had private jets. And yet these people were still fraught with financial worries. So if it's not the number in our bank accounts that can help us dissolve the stresses we so often experience with handling money, what can? That's when Ken pieced the puzzle together. He said you'll always be chasing something but never feel fulfilled. You know, don't aim for a jet because there will always be something else you want. It's like chasing a horizon. The closer you get, the farther it goes. Ken interviewed this millionaire and asked, are you financially secure? And he said, no, because I don't have a private jet. So Ken interviewed another millionaire who had a private jet and asked if he felt financially secure. And he said, no, my jet only seats six and -and so-and-so's jet seats 12 people. So then he asked someone with a 12-seater jet, and he said no because he didn't have a billion dollars in his bank account. See, as soon as you achieve a goal, you'll be reaching for the next one, not celebrating or appreciating where you're at. Think of it like a container. If your container is bigger than your salary, it will feel small inside, and you'll always want to fill that empty space between where you're at and the top of the container. Instead, let your container shrink down and grow organically with your growth. Don't make yourself crazy over a salary or make up some number that you deem in your head to be the right amount of happiness to make you feel peaceful and secure. Because I'll bet you'd be just like those millionaires as soon as you get to one number, let's like $200,000 salary or $400,000 salary or $60,000 salary, whatever it is. Once you achieve that, You'll feel like you want to jump up to the next one and the next one and the next one. All you need is the capability to thank the money and welcome it. It's not just the money. Once you trust the universe is nice and friendly to you, it will come. I like to say the universe is always conspiring with you, not against you. You can co-create your future in every aspect of your life. This is one of the most powerful things you can learn. And remember, money is like energy. Make money flow to you so you can use money for good. Okay, guys, it's time for a soulful send-off. Each week, this will either be a soul card that is drawn for us as a group collective, a beautiful poem, or a scripture to inspire your day. This week, I drew a soul card to present a send-off message for us. If you're new to this show, I'll explain how it works. In my mind, I ask my guides to show me a message that we as a collective need to hear right now. When I do this, I lay all of the cards out in the shape of a rainbow on the floor and I close my eyes and I move my hands over the cards and usually one of my fingers gets like kind of hot or feels kind of weird or tingly and that is the card that I pull while my eyes are still closed. Today, we pulled the card Surrender. The card says, I can release my need to control. (laughs) Hey, maybe this card is speaking to all of those control money personality types from earlier in the episode. So the card description by James Van Prague goes on to explain, you need to understand the distinction between power and control. You have the power of internal control, but very little external control over people or situations. The majority of your external control is through the power of influence. You can lead by example. Every soul has its own unique path, and it's not your job to dictate it. 
giving advice or direction in a compassionate manner is the way to go. Your soul too has a path and you possess the power to control it, but you must surrender to the illusion that you have control over another. Remember that this is a process and from time to time, your ego will rise up and demand that things be the way that they should be. Envision a hot air balloon being loaded up with all of the things that you think you need to control and let them ride away with that balloon. You'll be surprised to find that when you release the energy of control and accept the energy of surrender, doors will open that you never expected because you have now given the universe space in which to materialize what is needed for your highest soul growth. I love that. I personally got so much value out of the workshop that I did with Ken Honda. I've literally been telling everyone I know about it and then chose to do this episode on it. Obviously, if you want to do the full Mind Valley course, I'll link it in the episode notes too. I hope that this episode sets you free from crippling fears, beliefs, and trauma that manifested from your negative experiences with money in the past. That way you can start to manifest your new money life. Remember the Arigato Technique. And that money is like air, not ice, not like a river, but like air, ever flowing and ever abundant all around you. And when you do, you'll be liberated from all money-related stress because you know that money will come to you whenever you need it. You'll be able to spend on the things that bring you joy without guilt because you're no longer fearful that you won't have enough. You'll be able to manage your money more effectively because the thought of money has stopped triggering negative emotions that cloud your judgment. And you'll be at peace with what you have now because you're confident that more abundant future awaits you. Sounds pretty good to me. Well, that concludes another episode of Mindful Divine. For more information, you can check out my website, mindfuldivine.com, where you'll find insight on therapy sessions, workshops, course events, and so much more. Plus, right now, for a limited time, get your free ebook to unlock your purpose at mindfuldivine.com forward slash online dash courses. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mindful Divine, where you'll receive exclusive behind the scenes content on the show. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this episode in the podcast app, the iTunes store, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay mindful and divine. Bye.